0: Hello there, and welcome to Star Wars Warts and All, the podcast where we talk about all the things we love about Star Wars, warts and all. My name is Will, joining me again, my good friends, Ben. Hello. Bill. Hi. And Chris.
1: (laughs) No, Chris,
0: that's the wrong Death Trooper.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tonight we're talking about the first...
0: Death Trooper, a novel written back in 2009.
2: Wait, did you guys rehearse that? This no, this?
0: no. But I, just, I knew exactly where of, he was going with that. I, yeah. <laughs> but tonight we're, we're looking at the spooky side of Star Wars with Death Troopers.
3: Here is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to
2: hate. Hate! ...leads to suffering. (laughs) I sense much fear in you.
0: So this is a book I read back, uh, probably shortly after it first came out in 2009. It's no longer considered
1: canon. However, right, so to
2: th- it was canon. It's well, yeah, I guess it there, was. Was there a canon? Or they never
1: really made a d- distinction between canon or not canon. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. just. It just yeah. was. Everything was kind of just expanded
0: universe canon. But um, this is the first thing that came to mind when I was thinking of like scary Star Wars, like something that's Halloweeny in Star Wars. Because essentially, this book is it's a zombie horror uh, novel. That takes place in the Star Wars universe. This is like the only month of the year where I watch like a horror movie. or Because I'm not into that stuff. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> that's, just not, that's not what I look for in entertainment generally. But I'll do it in October. No, not really.
3: I'll watch the classics. Yeah, right,
0: right. The other thing I do every year is, is listen to World War Z on audiobook. Because that's probably the best audiobook ever made.
2: Yeah, I would, I would actually agree with that.
1: It's up mm. there. For it's sure, featuring Mark Hamill, right? Isn't yeah, a, he's got a big role. It's got in
2: everybody, that. and that's that's the yeah
1: star-studded right. cast. Yeah, this is really not good.
2: the Max Brooks uh, podcast that we shouldn't get into. I was going to say, much, but right, was, right, uh, yeah, it was well done.
0: But I <laughs> did. I, I saw. I picked up the Death Troopers audiobook and listened to that. I like breezed through it at one point twenty-five percent speed.
1: That's it. That's it. You can go faster than that. <laughs> Depends. Sometimes I go up to two times.
2: Yeah, when he's listening to this podcast, he speeds it up to five times, so he doesn't have to really listen Let's get to get this over thing. with. Here we go.
0: Do you guys, when you when you read your Star Wars stuff, do you go audiobook or physical book, usually? Because I'm kind of both. A little these, bit of both.
1: Mostly audio, though. These, it depends. I, I personally... Sorry, I've to cut you off. I don't personally like the super-produced soundtrack-laden, sound effects, different voices, different actors. I, I That's not the style I like of audiobook. I like one person reading, doing all you know, subtle differences between voices, no music writing, just, just a person reading the book well, chapter that's, by chapter. That's, that's, that's what how you, I like it.
2: That's what you get with Mark Thompson, but then they add in sound effects and music cues to make it feel more Star Wars, I feel like. Yeah. Plus, he's, he's <laughs> very...
0: Mark Thompson puts a lot of emotion and... Like yeah even when he's just yeah. when he, even when he's just reading narrated parts he's like very, like if he's struggled to open the hatch
1: with all his strength right. like, no you know, I like, don't <laughs> see I don't like that I wouldn't like that yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I am a big mark Thompson fan though i think I think he does a great job um, but yeah. i could I could definitely see why because you want to interpret it your own way. you want to you know right. feel what the character's feeling in your head, not through someone else's kind of uh filter sure. that's what but, it is right. really. And I feel like every more time less,
2: yeah. a n- new book comes out, I'm like, I want to get the physical book and read it for that exact purpose. But then it always comes down to, well, when do I have time in my life to sit down and read a book? An audiobook I can at least listen to in the car on the way back and forth to yeah. work and, or mowing the lawn. And so like, I just have more opportunity to listen to audiobooks
0: Yeah, that's these the days. Big, uh, big draw for me too, for the commute. Um, but this one's not not narrated by Mark Thompson, it's narrated by a guy named Sean Kennan, who I didn't recognize from a lot of Star Wars books, but the first I might have to play a, a clip here. The first thing that struck me was this book sounds like it's narrated by Bird Person from Rick and Morty. I don't know if you guys have <laughs> seen. I wouldn't know. A long time ago in a galaxy, far, far away. Bird person I am pleased there is no emergency. Oh, there's an emergency, alright bird person i think is dan Harmon. he does the voice yeah bird it's, per- it's, I it's, I but he's just say, like yeah. very unenthusiastic so chris would love this guy <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like these are the words on the page i am going to read them as they appear
1: <laughs> chapter one <laughs> not quite that bad but I, I remember listening to like the old Thrawn trilogy with a guy who read it much like that it's like Booming deep voice, but was just like very rigid and and yeah.
0: words on the page. That's all. we Yeah,
1: did. it was good. Yeah. I liked it, except you pronounced everything weird, like hoth. Oh, that's always an yeah. issue. Oh, sure.
2: why? Yeah.
0: So here let's just let me let me just describe this book a little bit to you. Let's just walk through what happens in Death Troopers. Yeah, because cause it I'll is, be
2: honest, I've never, I don't know anything about this, so this is going to be interesting. I, yeah, I it's, I'm excited to learn
0: about. It's it It's very different for a Star Wars novel. So this is. Two thousand nine, written by a guy named Joe Schreiber. Schreiber, he actually also wrote a follow-up prequel to this called Red Harvest, and it's basically, yeah, it's 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 the most horror novel, horror anything. I feel like I really need to enunciate that word horror because it comes out sounding wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely the most horror thing I can think of in the Star Wars universe. And this is the synopsis in the book. Uh, When the Imperial prison barge purge, temporary home to 500 of the galaxy's most ruthless killers, rebels, scoundrels, and thieves, breaks down in a distant, uninhabited part of space, its only hope seems to lie with a Star Destroyer found drifting, derelict, and seemingly abandoned. But when a boarding party is sent to scavenge for parts, only half of them come back, bringing with them a horrific disease so lethal that within hours, nearly all aboard the purge will die in ways too hideous to imagine. And death is only the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's the podcast, I guess. That... Yeah, that's it. So what do you guys think like that's about the that? the book.
3: <laughs> Good night, everybody.
1: It is a lot of it, but it doesn't get into what happens after the beginning. Oh, okay. I, I assumed that was, the st- <laughs> uh, not based on this, but from what I remember, seeing like the the... The cover and stuff. I assumed it was all like a almost like a bottle episode where it took place all on that starter story, but I guess not. Uh, actually, it does mostly. Yeah. No.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it so it starts opens up in this this Imperial prison barge purge, and there's these two brothers, uh, Trig Longo and Kale Longo. They're both teenage inmates on this barge, and their father, who was also an inmate, recently died uh, because he was a weapons smuggler. And the captain of the guard, whose name is Jareth Sartoris, murdered him during interrogation. Whatever, they load up on the turbo lift, they dock with the Star Destroyer, they board the thing, Sartoris is leading his men, he breaks them into two groups to go get what they need, right? One of the groups uh, with him returns back with the necessary parts. The other group, however, made their way toward the bio lab on the Star Destroyer, where they witness this giant vat in the room, right? It's like this giant, it's like it takes up the entire wall, and it's filled with liquid, some kind of liquid, and floating suspended in the liquid are these human lungs. There's like dozens of them with the, with the vocal cords and the, and the trachea and everything still attached, and they're breathing in unison together. And all of a sudden, they let out a scream through their Top holes, I guess. I don't even know what you would call it. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these lungs just start screaming.
3: Uh. And,
0: and those, those troopers are never heard from again. They're never seen again. They don't return to the purge. So meanwhile, they're coming down the turbo lift. Sartorius and his half of the group. One guy's already coughing violently. Another one's vomiting in the corner. They're a mess. But Sartorius is perfectly fine for whatever reason. Turns out he's just immune. There's really nothing interesting or exciting about it. He just happens to be immune.
1: Yeah, okay. It happens. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not.
0: Well, then in the medical bay, right, we're introduced to the chief medical officer, who's one of our other main characters, named Zahara Cody. She's kind of interesting, because she's, so she's an imperial medical officer on this prison barge, but she never wanted to be an imperial. She was kind of like forced. Well, not forced into it, but it was like the only job opportunity there. Yeah, you're um, figuring it's not all bad. There's probably good places to be stationed or. Right. So, But then her, the medical page just starts filling up with people because this thing spreads like wildfire. Before you know it, she's completely overwhelmed. She can't do anything to really treat them. She's just basically waiting for all of her patients to die. Um, and with wait, the help of did her. Did you
2: say she was immune too?
0: Well, uh, yeah, she's also immune. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that, that
3: basically... seems like a common. Thing here. It seems well, like the main
0: the-, the main characters are immune for yeah, whatever reason. But they that's took their
1: vaccines. That's, that's why. why we're following oh, them. Oh,
0: there it is. Yep. Well, speaking <laughs> of vaccine, so since she knows that she seems to be immune to this thing and her her trusty medical droid tests her blood and, and creates like an antivirus out of it. Meanwhile, the Longo Boys are locked up in their cell. They just hear people like vomiting and crying out and just like the mayhem of all these people getting sick and dropping dead around them. But guess what? They're immune. These two, these two brothers <laughs> are immune. Of course. So it's not, at first, I thought that was weird, but that's why they're the main characters. We're following the people who survived this. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, is, yeah. is there ever a reason? I don't think there really is, no. Okay. Uh, but then, so just as things start to quiet down, all of a sudden, their cell door pops open, and uh, they, they're going to go towards the escape pods, try to get off the ship. Uh, but they see, like, all of this. Now, I'm really, like, sugarcoating this. The, the book is very graphic and gory. Like, it doesn't just say, like, they walk past bodies. It's, like, describing how they died and in what manner and all that. Because as they're walking, they pass this, this young Wookiee who's still alive in a cell. But he's refusing to leave because his two Wookiee parents are there. They've died because, in, in, apparently, the way it affects Wookiees, makes, like, their tongues swell up and their throats expand to the point where they just, like, burst. So this is the scene they come across. As they're walking away, what do they hear? This Wookiee screams out, and they hear what sounds like chomping, chewing, munching sounds. Sartorius, knowing that he's immune, figures uh, he's just going to get out of here. He he wants off the ship. So he gets the, the escape pod launch codes from the warden. Meanwhile, the doctor finds there's only six people left alive. So, if we're counting now, we have Sartorius and Cody. Mm -hmm. The two brothers. We've got the two Longo brothers. And then two people who are alive in solitary confinement. So, she figures, well, they were locked Mm -hmm. down in solitary. They're probably safe from the spread of the virus. So, that's her goal. She's going to get down. She tells her T1B, all right, meet me in solitary. We got to save these two people. They're the the only people (laughs) probably left to save on this entire ship. Mm Hmm. So she gets down to solitary. As, as she goes, she's walking past, of course, more gruesome scenes, more bodies.
2: So, is this are these zombies? Like, is it... not yet? Okay, not yet. Okay, it's so just, this is it, just... at this
0: point, the virus is just it's killing just people. Killing this. people. This, Gru- this is all like chapter one. Yeah, the... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's actually they don't actually become true zombies until like halfway through the book, which is a little interesting. She gets down to solitary, and she opens the first door in this. giant Wookiee comes out, roaring and screaming. Furious, she's managed to calm him down enough to open the second cell, and who do you think pops out of that door? Han Solo.
1: What? What? (laughs) That
0: That Wookiee was Chewbacca. (laughs) What? And Chewie and Han were locked
1: up in solitary. (laughs) What? So Chewie's parents died from this? no.
0: No, 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 he no, wasn't... The, this is was a different... Di- oh, it's different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because this is in the solitary confinement uh,
1: area. Oh, uh, right, 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 He was locked away with Han there. So, wait. So, then...
2: When, what time frame oh, is I this said, supposed yeah, to have said Yeah, you? that's a, a, good, it's a good
1: question now. So, this yeah. is like one year before A New Hope. Before <laughs> okay. we meet them, basically. Okay. Oh, okay. So, this is the, what the solo sequel is going to be about. Yeah,
2: that could uh, be. Yeah, it could yeah, work. It could work. I do how they
0: ended up on Ish. the prison barge purge. Yeah. Yeah. So then, the doctor has to explain to them, like, "Listen, I have this antivirus. Everybody's dead, except you guys, basically. So you really need this antivirus because you're probably not immune. Only people with plot armor are immune. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Which and, and, they and, don't. and Star they Wars they don't hasn't have... come out yet, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so reluctantly, she gives <laughs> uh, she gives Han the shot, and then she gives Chewie the shot. Not really sure how it might interact with the Wookie's uh, physiology. Let's say." Hmm. Sure mm-hmm. enough, I guess it was too late for Chewbacca because his throat starts to swell up and he's, he's, you know, he starts freaking out, ends up dropping to the floor because he could barely breathe. And the only chance to save him is to take one of those empty syringes, plunge it into Chewie's throat. She's able to empty out the fluid that's filling what? his neck. It's like, it's gross. It's really a gross thing to think about. But he's fine. She saves Chewie's life. Obviously. Of course.
2: Well, yeah. yeah. That would be some weird revisionist history if she hadn't. <laughs>
0: so then they, they, they come up with the plan to head to the escape pods, obviously. That's the place to be. Um, and on their way there, they notice all of a sudden, wait a minute. All those bodies I was stepping over before are gone. Where did mm-hmm. the corpses
1: go? The Wookiees ate them.
0: The first ones to get to the escape pod are actually the two Longo brothers. They, they had a head start. But as soon as they get there, they realize they can't open the thing. And then Sartoris shows up. He knows the code. He kicks them out. And he launches away. Just like that.
2: So wait a second. They're in deep space. If they get into an escape pod, where is that escape pod going to escape to? I think
1: escape
0: pods might have hyperdrives.
1: I don't know. At least have communications of some sort. Yeah. Somebody can find them. He's got a shot. I guess. Okay. I don't, I don't actually know for sure. <laughs> it probably just happened to be near Tatooine because that's where all escape pods land.
0: Yeah. yeah. Brothers got kicked out of their pod, right? They go to the other escape pod on the other side of the ship and that's where they run into Han and Chewie. So they are just they just keep getting cut off left and right. But then the Doctor catches up and finally our heroes are all united here and they come up with a plan. Kale and his brother Trig are going to stay at the escape pod while Han, Chewie, and the Doctor go to the bridge to unlock the escape pods. So the adults go off. They leave the teenagers behind. The teenagers the
2: who were in juvie. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was <laughs> well, not you know a well thought out plan.
0: It's an imperial prison ship, though. So technically, a lot of these could be good guys. Oh, well, that's true. America. Good, good yeah. point. If you were a rebel, you would be on an imperial prison ship. The older brother, Kale, hears some kind of sound, has to go investigate. Classic horror trope, right? Mm-hmm. And then after yep. he leaves, Trig suddenly hears there's something moving inside the escape pod. There's something locked in there. The adults on the bridge pop that thing open. The zombie pops out of it. Uh, so this is like our first taste of zombies. Finally, at this point, uh, but from there, it's basically like all hell breaks loose. They the, the zombies just all wake up at once. They start chasing the kids to the bridge. They run into the doctor and, and, and Han and Chewie. They realize their only means of escape is to go up that turbo lift to the Star Destroyer. So, they're, as they're working their way out, the, the two Longo brothers are, are scrambling through and they look back in the zombie horde. And who do they see but their father? Uh, their father's back.
2: There it is. Mm-hmm.
0: And Trig calls out to him. And while as he's trying to get his brother away, Kale gets bit on the leg. So, he's our first victim. Of a zombie, but then he tells everyone,
1: "No, no, no, it's fine. I didn't get bit. It's nothing. It's nothing." Now, actually, no, it's very
0: clear because then they. But he's immune. He's immune, but not from a bite. That's 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 the difference. All right. So it uh, becomes a different
2: disease.
0: So he can't he can't catch it airborne, (laughs) but if he's bit, then the thing's in his bloodstream, and this is where it gets really gruesome again. So they get up. They get up to the star destroyer. Right, they go up. Kale's wound is just like gushing blood. He does not look good. So the doctor says, listen, you have to stay here. I need to try to stop this you know, wound from just bleeding out. And uh, she tells Han, Chewie, and Trigg to go try to shut down the tractor beam so that they can get out of there.
2: There's always got to be a reason to shut off the tractor beam, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the doctor is stuck with Kale trying to treat his wound and he starts begging her to just take his leg off cuz he could feel that this he could like feel the and there's a lot of this throughout the book where the the virus actually seems to like speak to you like you hear it in your head and you, you can he knows that it's that it's going to take over his whole body so, so.
2: maybe maybe they're like rotten midichlorians
0: mhm mm-hmm.
1: there is some kind
0: of force dark side sith connection to it cuz that's oh, what really? the prequel <laughs> the prequel book explores
1: that um <laughs> that'll be next year's uh, but the, so the doctor, <laughs> so the doctor,
0: rather than take his leg off, realizes she can see like the flesh turning gray as it works its way up his torso to his abdomen. So instead, she makes an incision, reaches into his stomach like, cavity—I <laughs> don't even know—and and grabs a hold of some kind of massive oozing cell of infection, pulls it out of his body. And has to, like, crush it in her hands? It's disgusting. (laughs) What? But anyway, so uh, I guess he barely survives that. But then...
2: I don't don't see how, but...
0: But then the zombies in the turbo lift start banging away and blasting away because they're capable of using weapons. The doctor's got to run away. She's dragging Kale's body, hoping to keep him alive somehow. But then a stray blaster bolt catches him in the face. And that's the end of Kale. She's forced to leave him behind, um, and she runs toward the med bay. So wait, no, she
2: wants to cure the zombies?
0: Well, she's, she's hoping to find something to help with stopping them, I guess. Okay. That's the idea. How long is this going? Long. Sorry. right. Mm-hmm. I'll try to pick up the pace. Han, Chewie, and Trigg, they're racing toward the bridge to turn off the tractor beam. The zombies on the Star Destroyer all wake up. Because the starter story was also full of bodies just waiting to be reanimated. When they get to the bridge, Chewie finds another little baby Wookiee crying, pointing at, at a door that's locked. So they open up that door, and of Don't course, two, two zombie Wookies pop out. Yeah. So they and then the, the baby is also a zombie, I think, and yeah, it attacks. They have to kill all of these Wookiees. It's so powerful.
1: The baby was was
0: was playing them. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what? Uh, how it happened? Maybe maybe the the, the baby Wookiee was dying, and then as soon as it died, it was just like instantaneous zombification. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, but Trigg thinks he sees his brother enter a nearby room follows him into this room he thinks it's like a big pile of garbage turns out now it's actually a big pile of human remains that are all chopped up and uh, a zombie starts crawling out of the pile of bodies with a busted stormtrooper helmet the door locked behind him of course so he's got to climb up top on this pile of corpses and <laughs> mutilated bodies to reach a vent in the, in the ceiling where he crawls through but then he looks behind him and crawling up is that Zombie stormtrooper, the helmet falls off and he sees that this is his brother. Kale has become the undead, of course.
2: Yeah. Right. How did he get a stormtrooper? Well, why why was he wearing a stormtrooper?
1: And how is he helmet?
0: buried in bodies? Yeah. But yeah. well, he walked there into the room and then I guess crawled into the bodies just to be creepy. I don't it know. was it was a
3: it was a fall leaf pile situation. So that Shaw, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Jump he's, he's gonna help him really freak yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 He's,
0: he's just pulling a prank on it's his. Brother. So that
2: they could call the book Death Troopers, right? And yes. Have that, yeah. and have that
0: image
3: of that <laughs> in right. yeah. you know, a bloody stormtrooper helmet on a hook on the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Trigg has to throw his brother out the vent, unfortunately. But then that kind of pulls the attention of all the zombies, and they're packing heat. They start shooting up at him. <laughs> To the what? point where this vent falls down, he comes crashing down to the catwalk. As this is going on, Zahara, she makes it to the med bay, and one of the researchers is there zombified. But she grabs a hold of the uh, the, the antivirus and jams it into his skull, and the researcher regains his humanity enough, oh, good lord, to grab one of those syringes and start scrawling something onto the floor, and he writes the word Blackwing. Meanwhile, Chapter Two, Sartoris. Okay. Remember, <laughs> remember Sartoris who got away in the escape pod. Well, since the tractor beams on, it just sucked him right back into the Star Destroyer hangar. The hangar's basically now infested with zombies. So he ends up running into a Imperial shuttle that's there, um, and he finds that there's actually survivors hiding inside this thing. What? Inc- including <laughs> a commander of the Star Destroyer who explains, he gives him a little bit of backstory, that the outbreak was, in fact, caused by a bioweapon that the Imperials were working on, and that the zombies are obviously now they've learned capable of learning and as he's telling the story he notices that the other men that are with him the other survivors are kind of licking their lips right and he's talking about how there used to be 30 of them he notices there's a nice well stacked pile of imperial uniforms sitting on one of the benches and quickly realizes that he's going to be these men's dinner Uh, they've turned to cannibalism it's Mm -hmm. it's Seems
2: oh, so they're not zombies who have learned how to be humans again. They're just no, cannibals. <laughs>
0: no they just they're just people who eat <laughs> people. Just, okay, <laughs>
2: yeah. gotcha. That makes. But then sense. all of a
0: sudden, the zombies outside got themselves in an X-wing and started blasting the Imperial shuttle. He's able to just grab these guys and just throw them out the hatch. So Sartorius hops out of the the the, uh, the shuttle and just makes a beeline to the back of the hangar where he knows there's a manual like shut switch for the uh, for the tractor beam but on his way he gets bit but he finds himself standing next to I guess what they call a hover lifter I'm assuming it's kind of like a forklift in Star Wars so it's like a you know and Han and Chewie are working their way back they find Trig on the catwalk remember he crashed down but they're like they're they're too late the kid's like barely hanging on for his life the zombies are shooting up like crazy from below the kid falls he he lets go he starts falling to the ground and he gets picked up by Sartorius flying the hovercraft (laughs) oh good lord because he's, he's had a change of heart. He's decided that he's going to save the day. He swoops around. He picks up Han and Chewie.
2: There's so many they're f- concepts in this. They're flying yeah. the
0: hang- it's, a, it's a jam-packed book. Uh, and then they're, they're flying back to the hangar now to safety, but they're overweight. This thing was not meant to hold so many passengers. So Sartoris, in a final act of redemption, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tells Trig. Your father was a good man, unlike me. He would be proud of you. And he just jumps off the side. He sacrifices him. I mean, he was dead anyway, let's be honest. Sure. It's not much of a sacrifice. They take off, they get back to the shuttle. But on the way, they want to try to pick up Zahara, the the doctor. The the zombies, having learned, were able to pilot that X-Wing and blasted the entire area that she was in. So there's nothing left but rubble and fire, uh, and they assume that... The Doctor has been killed by zombie X-Wing fighters.
1: But we all know that's not the case.
0: Well, of, of course not. Or is it? And, and they get onto the shuttle. Han and Chewie, of course, take the controls. They fly out. And then just as they're leaving, they hear uh, a zombie's on board, of course. As, as Han's, like, struggling with the thing who comes from behind with the save. but
3: The Doctor, I'm assuming?
0: Zahara. Yeah. The Doctor, yeah. she she it turns out she did survive. It's less cheesy when you read the whole book. It just sounds like really... It's a little less cheesy when you read the book. So then they fly out, and then guess what? The zombies, they're so smart at this point, they're getting into the ships and flying them out of the hangar. But this is the downfall of the... What is it called? Blackwing virus. Uh, You have to be constantly exposed to the virus. Otherwise, it just stops working. You just drop back to normal, normal dead. So... That's how they're able to just explain this doesn't spread to other parts of the galaxy. It's all locked away in that star destroyer and they're able to fly to safety. So we've got the, our survivors are the Dr. Zahara and Trig, And then of course the heroes Han Solo and Chewbacca. And
2: they're like, let's pretend this never happened. Never talk about it so again. So that's
0: like, it did make me think because I, I do l- like the concept. I think it's a, it's fun, but it did leave me thinking: like, does it really work? Like, does this
1: does this fit? Uh, when you s- no, it would not. Know. fit. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What are you, what are your thoughts when you started off? I immediately went to Star Trek instead of Star Wars. Yes, Ooh. some uh, other sci fi sci fi yeah, genre things like this happen. I could they would have obviously have to condense it down, but it was very reminiscent of what you'd find in like a Star Trek. Enterprise or Next Generation episode where it'd be all self-contained and then at the end of the episode, they wrap it up with like a nice little, all right, let's put some orange cones out here. Nobody go to this sector ever again because this is what happened and we'll never speak of it in the future. But the way it works, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it didn't strike me. It's a Star almost Wars like either. Dead
2: Space or uh, yeah, it's or something. Yeah.
1: or Alien,
0: like or, aliens, or Alien for yeah. that matter. Uh, yeah, I yeah, feel like
2: it, I feel like it was taking yeah this kind of I guess classic space horror genre and trying to stick it into Star Wars with yeah. by making Han Solo and Chewie part of the action and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, no so. It's,
0: it, it, It feels more more like other things than it does feel like. It feels more like a horror story with a Star Wars coating of paint over the top. Right.
3: Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think the author, that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to do a space zombie story, and they're like, hey, why not make it Star Wars? And he's like... I think I could do that. Let's throw
0: Wookiees, Stormtroopers. Well, I, I think he he undeniably had fun with it. Like it was, it must, must have been a blast to to put together to like sure. just yeah. mash these two yeah two worlds.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure reading it was more enjoyable than listening to a summary of it. But oh, of course, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, so I'll tell you what I think does work, and that is what. Now I haven't actually read the this part of the High Republic, but they they kind of had like that. Horror feel to the Drengear and that whole derelict space station where they found them, right? That's
0: that's true. Yeah, that was pretty a little bit. And it kind dark and spooky. Kind of worked
2: it, for that. And I think it's the it's bit. like
0: the the graphic violence and gore. I mean, you, you, yeah, you kind right. you kind of need that to a certain extent for it to be horror. But once you do that, it doesn't feel like Star Wars anymore. No, it's just not. Yeah, right? like you would right. never see that. The only place you could see it is in a book in in print, right? You wouldn't mm-hmm. see it in a comic right. book even. Yeah. That would just be too gruesome to see in any visual media. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it does it does work in that regard, but it also doesn't work because you can't really you can't really see this as a stu- Like when you try to actually picture Han Solo and Chewbacca in this scenario no you don't
1: <laughs> you yeah. don't yeah. No. yeah yeah right right because because they'd be well, not necessarily scarred for life but and they they just never mention it again because right it's, it's like sure like, uh, remember that time you had to blow the head off a, a baby wookiee <laughs> <laughs> right. like that was pretty messed up
0: right
3: <laughs> like but going back to what you just said where you said there's some aspects that have to be you know gory and violent and everything like that for it to be horror <laughs> I don't necessarily think that that that's true. Maybe for the zombie genre, yeah, for this uh, type of of horror, but like because Star suspense,
0: Wars, you could do other, you know, yeah.
3: Because previously, Star Wars had horror books. They had that whole Galaxy of Fear series, which was that was like Goosebumps, right? Like, yeah, Star, Wars goosebumps. like Star Wars Goosebumps, Star Wars Goosebumps. So they they were a little bit more family friendly, but they were trying to bring that aspect of fear into the Star Wars universe. And a lot of those books. Featured just original characters. They didn't. I mean, there was a couple with Luke and stuff like that. But
0: um, yeah, you know. and I think that is the other piece of the problem here. Again, I don't I, like. I think this is a fun book to read, especially this time of year. If you want, if you're a giant Star Wars fan and you want some a Halloween fix, this is a good place to go. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But I think like when you pull in the main characters, I don't. I don't know. You, you lose it. something when you pull in main characters yeah. because you know yeah. they're, they're going to make it out. Right and it there's also no makes sense to that. It makes it really hard to consider that to be in canon, you know, cuz there, right.
1: there's nothing that will impact the rest of the galaxy. It's just, right. just well, it's like a like self-contained thing that will never be referenced again. So, well, almost why bother? I'm going to push
0: back on that because this actually was referenced again, believe it or not. <laughs> Well, Gosh. back back when it was released in, in 2009 or whatever, they actually had a tie-in in Star Wars Galaxies, which the MMO was still around at the time. They did. Really? <laughs> oh, yes, it they turns did. out the virus ended up on the planet Dathomir, and you could go there and fight some zombie
1: stormtroopers. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Wars oh, Galaxies. that's cool. cool. Is that like a event something? I think, it was, right. or I think something? it was a Halloween event. I don't it think probably. it was permanent. Because the yeah, book came out in It doesn't I don't know if it's canon, but okay. Right. right. Well,
0: speaking right. of canon... Oh, here it is. Oh, no. So the virus that was developed for this book has come back. So this book is not canon, but the virus, the zombie virus, did come back in Star Wars Commander, which was that mobile game. Oh,
3: yes. Yeah. But technically, the
0: things that happen in that game are considered to be canon because everything that Disney puts out is canon, except for like Visions and a few very, very few uh, exceptions. So in in Commander apparently the virus came back. It's much different though. The zombies aren't the same like fast, smart, screaming zombies. They're more like your traditional slow shambling. And and actually the way they play it off is kind of neat because it's a uh it's the 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 virus is a result of Sith experiments to Uh, Attain immortality, which is we know now. Sidious is all about that. Yeah, that's what Palpatine wanted. Well, that's that's kind of what I
2: went to when you were talking about those tanks with the lungs in it. Was yeah, like that scene from Mandalorian where they walk into the Imperial base and there's all the tanks with the floating bodies in it. I forgot
1: about that scene. Conversation anyway.
3: So this book came out a year after Dead Space, so that kind of
0: makes yeah. me wonder. Zombies in Space. It's right around I the height
3: know. where everything had to be zombies. What is it?
0: I hope this is not Han's blood. <laughs> Joe Okay. Resident
3: Evil 1 podcast.
0: So there it is, Death Troopers. Death Troopers.
2: I don't. I don't think we really ever came up with a reason why it's called Death Troopers, other than because they're
0: stormtroopers and there's death. But it's just a cool name. Okay. But yeah, So there, that's uh, our episode two of our spooky series.
3: Yeah. And join us next week as we do another spooky episode. <laughs> Sp-
0: spookier than this, I can't imagine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bring a change of pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, Be be sure to check out the Worts and All W-O-R-R-T-S And All Instagram page, Twitter feed And Gmail account For updates I had an interesting idea For a meme For this one Look on the feed for that one uh, Any suggestions for spooky episodes For next year So we have a whole year to plan (laughs) Let us know. Which we need.
2: (laughs) Thanks for listening. And uh, sorry about this episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is that your job now? Just to apologize? Yes. For what uh, came before?
2: (laughs) Just making fun of us. uh, It's it's my stick.